0: All right, folks, what is going on this episode 327? Yeah, 327 of the First and Frame Rate Show. We're moving right along throughout the 300s, and I want to thank you guys for all the support. You guys are amazing. You guys are awesome. And this morning is uh, going to be a pretty, uh you know, just a simple uh discussion about Georgia Southern and Atlanta Falcons football. And that's what I do over here. If this is your first time here, welcome over here. I talk about Georgia Southern Atlanta Falcons football. And if you're walking in the door, don't forget to hit the like button if you're on YouTube or Rumble. If you want to share this uh, podcast, let everybody at Eagle and uh, Atlanta Falcons Nation know what we're doing over here. Also, if you want to subscribe to any of the uh, the avenues that I'm on, please do so. Uh, it helps the channel grow. And I think you get pretty decent content over here. I try my best to make the best content possible. Now, as you can see, if you're looking on the screen, I don't have all the advertisements of the podcast avenues that I'm on, that I normally on. Uh, I want to use this space for other um, things going forward but i am on pretty much all the podcast avenues that you uh, normally would look into i'm going from uh anchor stitcher spotify google and uh apple Podcasts. Uh, i am now in the process of moving um some of the podcast to uh podbean so maybe i'll be on podbean sometime later on um today or tomorrow i'll give you guys a heads up on the next episode if everything is um up and up so uh we will uh keep you informed on that so um so it's just gonna be more of a um you know, more avenues for you guys to listen to the podcast. So also down in the description, if you want to donate, you can link, hit uh, any of those links and that will help the podcast grow as well. All right, let's uh, go ahead and get into this. Um, I don't, this shouldn't be a long episode, but it should be a, a pretty interesting one. Um, the direction of the Atlanta Falcons or Georgia Southern and Atlanta Falcons football. Um, where, where where do you see those going, that going? Because I see... Um, there's a lot of t- telling signs that where both uh programs, well, program and organizations are going. Uh, I am a little worried about the Atlanta Falcons a little bit because it seems like the Falcons just picking up a bunch of <laughs> Chicago Bears and um uh Tennessee former Chicago Bears and Tennessee Titans. And they, we just signed another tight end from the Tennessee Titans, uh, or used to play for the Tennessee Titans. And it's it's starting to be a little bit of a head scratcher there. Like, um, it was a running joke at one point. Now I'm starting to sit back and like, okay, is this the only team, you know, that the Falcons are looking into as far as getting talent? Now I know they did get Casey Hayward. They did get, um, I can't remember his name, the receiver from uh the Lions and the Bengals. Um, but when you look at everything, it, pretty much everything else is either one of those two teams. I'm like. All right, well, what are we doing here, right? But uh, nevertheless, we'll get into that a little bit later. Let's talk about the uh, Georgia Southern Eagles first. What are the indications to tell you what direction they're going in? Uh, first and foremost, Coach Clay Hilton already told you what, what we're doing. There, We're going to be more aggressive. We're going to be uh, more uh, offensively um, uh Explosive. And uh, they're already looking into throwing the ball down the field. And it looks like uh, if you've seen any of the scrimmages or or the practices, it looks like that's what they're trying to do. Um, a lot of touchdowns was thrown in um, the first scrimmage. And um, you got like six or seven quarterbacks. Well, I ain't going to say six or seven anymore because you had a couple of them, you know, and they're no longer quarterbacks, you know, Justin Tomlin. And then you turned around and had um, uh, Quincy Bonner, which I, I want to keep an eye on Quincy Bonner because Quincy Bonner changed from – uh why he changed for quarterback and he moved over to defensive back i think that's very very interesting to see what he's He, he looks like he's working very hard to to be good at, at that position I, I love seeing stuff like that when people are like working hard to, to try to make something happen so um, i'm going to be interested to see how that plays out um, but you yeah like probably like five quarterbacks <laughs> at georgia southern right and these guys uh, pretty much every one of them can play quarterback very well uh, I'm really uh happy to see what they're you know how that's going, and they're throwing the ball all over the field. So it looks like with Georgia Southern, that's that's almost a no brainer. Um, but what I want to see is how the running backs is going to be implemented because we got some really good running backs. We got guys here that I didn't think that's going to be as good. I mean, out of nowhere, a guy named Tyler Johnson just started running the ball, and I mean he's like what a redshirt junior or something like that. He's looking really good. And on top of all the other running backs you already have, I mean, we should have no problem running the ball as well. But are we going to abandon that? I don't think that's something that should be abandoned because, I mean, when you got guys like Joe Green, JD King, Jalen White, um, uh, was it Omar Caspi, uh, Terrence Gibbs, the four star recruit that just came in? I mean, you you got phenomenal kids that are here ready to go. And, um, but the one thing about the running back position, yeah, you could be a freshman phenomena because we've seen it happen before. I mean, you you saw guys like Mari Mari's Claret, Herschel Walker, um, and you know other guys down the road who who did very good as freshmen, but um, you really want to take it slow as a running back when you come into the, the college, and in some cases maybe even the quarterback position, but because um, it's a whole different ball game. It's not the same as high school, and uh, but you just never know. Some guys just catch on. Sometimes the offensive line does do their job at a high level and anybody can run the ball as well as, you know, you know, as they potentially can. Especially with Georgia Southern. We always had this tradition at Georgia Southern that we are going to run the ball. and We're going to be really good at it. And I think that that's still going to be, you know, the case. I don't think we're going to be running the ball as frequent, but we still have the athletes. We still have the, 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 the skill players to do that at a high level, but now just with, Coach Clay Helton, it just seems more like he wants to throw the ball down the field more. Now when you've seen Coach Clay Helton what he's done in the past at USC with the receivers that he had, um, you 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 sit there and think a little bit and be like, all right, uh um is this gonna be possible? This is definitely gonna be possible. You look at it like a Juju Smith Schuster and 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 I think it was a couple of other guys that he uh had that come out of USC. I think Drake London actually it was one of his recruits. So when you look at those type of players that are that, that came from USc and and coming down to a group of five can he bring those type of players here uh, one step one foot is already in the door with some of the receivers that he's that transferred over also you know some guys that we already have um not just transferred but some guys that have committed so this is this is the, the direction of Georgia Southern football is almost clear it's almost clear to see like all right these guys, Are trying to build a aggressive team uh, on all three phases. And when you look at stuff like that, when you see things like that, it's no, no reason to be excited. You know, I mean, I ain't gonna say no reason to be excited. It's all the reason to be excited. It's no reason to be uh, skeptical because they're telling you exactly what they're trying to do. You bring a staff like this in, guys who are willing to, um, you know, spread the ball around, put game but if game plan together to spread the ball around, put players in position to be successful. You know, you got those guys like that. I mean you you are pretty much looking at a situation where it's going to um it, it's going to put points on the board. Now when you look at defensively, you got a new defensive coordinator Will Harris, former defensive um back coordinator of defensive back coach for Washington when you look at him and you see what he was capable, what he's capable do at Washington, and you got guys here at George Southern that are athletes that are ready to go. I mean, we always had really good defensive backs, so that's great. And then we turn right back around and we bring in a lot of guys that's on, up on the front seven. I think we recruited like six or seven linebackers and a couple of guys on the defensive line. Christian Varner came from UNC to come back to, to work at to play at George Southern. And, and, you know, and I'm not even talking about the recruits that are further down the road. I'm just talking about guys who came in this past uh, four, five, six months that are going to be playing next year, or next this upcoming season. You're looking at another style of aggressiveness that these guys are going to have. Another style of aggressiveness that um, really, you know, Scott Sloan pretty much had that type of aggressiveness. I can't take nothing away from the defense. The defense of Georgia Southern's always been fairly consistent over the past six, you know, you know, seven years. You know, I, I can't say I mean the def, the defense was never at fault of having problems. I think last year was the first year we actually saw okay, these defensive backs are in trouble, and with some injuries, uh, you know, Anaji Thompson had to move to defense. It it, it was it was so in trouble. I saw it in the Gardner Webb game when I went to Gardner Webb, and I was like, how in the world Gardner Webb was able to throw the ball like this? It was kind of crazy. But the front seven always have been pretty solid. You know, it wasn't too many teams running on us like that. You know, um, even, you know, when we play Arkansas, you know, Arkansas was not able to run the ball. They did more damage throwing the ball on us because our defensive backs just was not there. So that's something that we're going to have to really um work on. And with the new defensive coordinator, and you got the strength and conditioning and nutritionist, these guys are coming, you know, these people are coming in with – um you know, a whole different mindset of getting these guys prepared and ready, putting ten, fifteen, in some cases twenty pounds of muscle on these kids, and having these kids uh, getting ready to play some football. So the direction of Georgia Southern football is 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 is, is undeniable at this point. So that that's where you know there, there's not much more to be said there. So we got that down. Let's transition over to the Atlanta Falcons. Now this one is 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 going to be. I ain't gonna say it's all over the place, but it can go in all type of directions. But I want to try to lock down where the direction of this football team is going because now we're looking at situations where um, so many players are coming in to be dra- uh, be interviewed to be drafted. Now, what does that mean? I, who knows what that means? Because we got people from quarterbacks to defensive ends to to edge rushers to you know to wide receivers being interviewed by the Atlanta Falcons. Last year we kinda got an idea of the direction that Arthur Smith and to uh and, and Terry Fontenot wanted to go. They wanted a, a explosive offense and they wanted to have a, a bend but don't break defense. In some cases they wanted it to be aggressive with Dean Pease, and we kinda saw that direction, but they did not know they knew they didn't have the talent for that aggressive defense De- Dean Pease wanted. So therefore it kinda turned into a bend but don't break. Now when we drafted Kyle Pitts, it was still kinda under the uh It was still under under the assumption that Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley was still going to be on the team. So if you had Matt Ryan, Calvin Ridley, Julio Jones, Kyle Pitts, and even in some cases with Hayden Hurst, we were going to have a very high powered offense. I mean, you're almost looking at like you know you you, you're probably looking at Matt Ryan's MVP season all over again. That 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 clearly could have been the direction. One year later, everybody but Kyle Pitts is gone. You know, I mean, Galvin really suspended. Julio Jones is unemployed. He should get a job somewhere, though. Honestly, um, I don't think he's that bad. I think he's just, I think he just doesn't put in the work like he used to. To be honest, it's like it seems like he's always injured. But uh, you know, that's just me looking from a behind the microphone. Matt Ryan is is going to uh Indianapolis, and the Hayden Hurst is now. Uh, I think he's a bingo now. Yeah, I think he's a bingo. But um, nevertheless, all of those people are gone and the only person still standing is Kyle Pitts. I mean, rightfully so he was just a rookie last year. So it wasn't like he was going to go anywhere. But when you look at this team, the way it is, we kind of got, uh, we kind of got a, we kind of got the notion of what they're trying to do, but we don't know the direction. Um, you got a lot of safe, um, solid average to slightly above average players. Um that's gonna be here um f- that that has been signed to a lot of one year deals, a lot of prove it deals and I already discussed how important a prove it deal can be for the Falcons and for the player because it's basically an audition. But the only way we really wanna know, honestly, the direction of Georgia Southern, I'm sorry, the direction of Atlanta Falcons is in within the draft. Uh I think the first three picks and I think I saw this on um on, on, on the Atlanta falcons nations discord i was looking at i think somebody said the first pick i can't remember who it was but in some cases but i'm gonna say the first three picks are going to tell you the direction that the falcons are going in at this point because the direction that they tried to go last year is that that's gutted i mean everybody's going except for kyle Pitts, so you can't go in that direction no more i mean the talent isn't there the mindset isn't there and um you know, the, you, you, it's hard to replace that many players of that um th- that status. You know, I mean, you, how are you going to replace a Matt Ryan? How are you going to replace a Julio Jones? And uh, to be quite honest, I mean, Kyle Pitts. That that you know, the, you know, looking at that now, that's actually not as bad as a, of a comparison as far as a replacement goes. Not anymore. I mean, it's not like we're getting Julio Jones from 2016. I mean, if you're looking at that type of player, now nah, Kyle Pitts is not there yet, but you're looking at the Julio Jones of 2019, 2020, you know, 2021. I mean, the replacement is almost comparable, but outside of that, you know, Calvin Ridley, Matt Ryan, um, you know, Hayden Hurst, when Hayden Hurst was balling, it's, it's hard to replace that right away. So, the first 3 picks I feel like you're going to know exactly what the Falcons are trying to do at this point because it is it, pretty much a I mean a lot of people don't want to say this it's pretty much like a rebuild now. And uh, you know even the Falcons organization don't want to use rebuild and I, and I don't know why. I guess cuz it has a, a a negative connotation to it. It's kind of like a a give up mode or you, like you're giving up a season. And and and, and I understand you're, you're rebuilding personnel wise but every time you go out on that field you're going to you're playing to win. We're not going to go out there and say, okay, we got 17 games. We're trying to win six. I mean, if you have that mentality, I don't want you around at all. You know what I'm saying? It's like, if I'm doing this podcast, like, okay, I'm doing 22 minutes of the podcast, but I'm going to try my best to be, uh, I'm going to try my best to make sense for seven of the 22 minutes. I'm just going to mail it in and, 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 and fight another day to make a better episode for you guys. No, nah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you know that, may You know, I mean, some people do this on their job. I'm not going to lie, because some of their jobs is just like, you know, you know, F this job. And I get it. I've been there. And you're like, okay, I'm going to work. I got to work eight hours. All right, two of these hours, I'm going to look like I'm doing something. The rest, I'm going to coast it. I get it. But I don't think the Falcons are doing that. I don't think Georgia Southern is doing that. You know, obviously, I don't think they're doing They're not coasting nothing. They're trying to win. A, they're trying to win. They're, they're trying to win the Sun Belt. And I'm going to tell you, you know, and I'm, I'm going to circle back before. I'm going to come back to the Falcons real quick. But I'm going to tell you why the Georgia Southern football needs to start winning some football games. Do you see what the other, do you see what the other uh athletics um, organiza- um programs are doing? Do you see, I mean, the golf team just won the Sun Belt. The baseball team is looking pretty good. The girls, the girls cheerleaders just won a, a national title again. I think the rifle team has done pretty good. I mean, you know, the basketball team, eh. <laughs> the the women's basketball team, the women's basketball team looking pretty good. So there's no reason for the football team, which is, George Southern is known more for their football team than anything. There's no reason for the football team to be falling off. There, there, there should not be another 3-9 season. So there's a lot of pressure, not only just with Coach Helton, but the football team in general. And besides, you got to deal with these USC trolls. Without, I don't even want to talk about them. Them clowns, they're 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 about as bad as the Texas State Baseball um Twitter account. <laughs> so there's a lot of pressure over there. Now, before I, I'm, I'm, I'm about to close this episode out, but before I finish, let's look at these Falcons once again. They are in a pretty good direction to do something really nice if they draft the right way. And the way they draft is going to let you know what they're going to do. Hey, my baby. What you doing with a messed up shirt on early this morning? Yeah. Yeah, I see your shorts. My shorts. Yeah. Hello everybody. This is my son. This is uh if you're listening on the audio side of things, he likes to come here every now and then, especially when I'm on the videos, and he likes to and look you want to tell everybody hello? It's two kin. Yeah, it's two cameras. That's you two of them cuz it's two um cameras. It's but two daddies. Yeah, two daddies. Yep. <laughs> uh, what is that? Yeah, you see. Yeah, what's that? What's that on the screen? Eagle. Yeah, it's an eagle. Yeah. Eagle. Yeah, the eagle. Alright. So let me go ahead and finish this up because I'm almost done. But I will say this. We already know what the direction of the Falcons and uh well the George Southern Eagles. But we're still trying to figure out the direction of the Atlanta Falcons. And I think we're gonna be able to figure that out very, very soon. You know, uh, especially with the draft coming up, it should be here in the, you know in a few weeks or so uh, or so. So we're gonna figure all of that out. Yes, baby. Yeah, we're gonna watch TV. Let me finish right now. <laughs> so i'm going to get up out of here I, mean, I don't have much else to say if you like this content hit the like button share this uh content just subscribe to the channel if you haven't already subscribe to any other podcast. podcasts i'm still on the hold on baby i'm still on the uh episode yes baby yeah i see my son is a mess um i'm still in the process of trying to get uh all the podcast avenues together but um, I got them all, the ones that you already know, Apple, Stitcher, um, Anchor, Spotify, um, Google Podcasts. It's still in the process of going to Podbeam. Um, I will have something up on my Twitter if you guys know, uh, would um, check that out. And um, if you go to my Twitter's it's at VFBaller. I'll give you guys a heads up once it's up on Podbeam. So that's just another avenue that you guys can listen to the podcast for. So i'm going to get up out of here i'm usually done around this time you know so i'm going to get up out of here and you guys enjoy the rest of your wednesday and um i'm going to attend to my son because he is he wants me to do something for him i already know i can tell he wants me to cut the television off for him all right y'all i'll see you guys in the next one y'all be blessed and enjoy the rest of your wednesday peace